This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to Anchor. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. Welcome. Hello. Today's day 43 of AOM Q&A titled Parenting Differences and the Grass is Always Greener. If you're new here, welcome. We have over 250 episodes covering all sorts of things related to relationships. And we make this show because we love you. And we had a really terrible relationship one time. (laughs) And we want to talk about it. And (laughs) And we want to talk about it. That's right. And I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And we interview other professionals in the field, other people who have normal stories just like ours, just like yours, and we share the love to all grow together. And um, you're here because you want a better relationship, and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being here. Yes, and as always, our show is brought to you by Audible. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a free audiobook on us. We love audiobooks. We want you to have one, so please use that resource. And uh, we always read a review of the day and answer your questions, (laughs) so that's what we're doing. I love this review. (laughs) This review is the shortest one ever. The best. Sarged, triple seven. Great podcast. Been listening since the beginning and love the podcast. The end. <laughs> love it. Thank you. Thank the you for end. that review. Thanks. Um, it was five stars. I appreciate it. Good morning, Lily. Um, and we're always, we're live on Facebook and Instagram. And someone just said that the Instagram glitches so bad. Does anyone else's Instagram glitch or is it just the one person's, Mrs. Schmitz? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Mr. Smiths, your Instagram is not the... Is your internet not good? It's going to rhyme. No, thanks. Did you get that? Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Number number one question. I'll read it first. Hello, Seth and Melanie. First of all, I want to thank you for your great podcast, which has become a, which has become a great forerunner for me. I hear your podcast when I go to university or work. Since you always encourage your listeners to ask their questions about marriage and relationship, I'll do that. I've been in a relationship for almost a year. It's the first one for him and for me. Oh, Okay. We are both in our mid-late 20s. We met online on an online dating site over the distance. At the beginning of the relationship, I was very unsure if I really wanted to be with him because I had an idealized view of relationships, and I quickly realized he was not perfect. At some point, I got a certain security and felt more and more comfortable in the relationship. But then my partner started to doubt because he said, I am not silly and funny enough. 
He said his insecurity and doubts were influenced by whether the grass was greener on the other side. His doubts became so great that it became very rejecting towards me, which hurt me very much. Although I'm sure I've given him a break in his relationship so that he goes into himself and thinks about what he really wants or whether he still wants to be with me. He took advice during the break and was unable to uncover his thought that the grass is greener. Meanwhile, he is sure with me and the relationship. But the break didn't do me any good. But also, the weeks before, I asked a lot of people for advice and hoped my friends could help me in one direction or the other. Instead, I became very insecure and was thrown out, uh, thrown on my head with things that I can't really deal with. My mentor said that she felt there was someone better for me. And if I'm honest, I don't understand that statement. And this statement since then has reminded then reminds me of being in my head and unsettles me. I chose the relationship because I saw what steps my boyfriend was taking and he was trying to trying so that I could trust him again. But this is still... But um, this thought is still in me and accompanies me. I have a strange feeling that I don't know if I made the right decision. On one hand, I am angry with my mentor for this statement. And on the other hand, I don't know if she is right. The only thing I want is to enjoy my relationship and build a healthy relationship. I've really met a great man whom I don't really want to give up yet. And I'm afraid of missing something. I don't know exactly what my question is, but maybe you can help me anyway. I also have to say that my story was only told in a rough way. Greetings from Germany. And thanks for your great podcast. Mm. Thank you for the question. Yes. This is a extremely great question. I have so many things I want to say it about sure is. it. Thank you for listening from Germany. Uh, yes. I'm glad that you're there. <laughs> great, I, like, I like Germany. Great sentence. Sorry. Seth likes Germany. <laughs> okay. Anyway, go. Um, the thing that I thought is, uh, well, I think so many things about it. Mm-hmm. One, this is your first relationship. That's complicated. Just yes. that. That's yes. a lot. Lots of things to think in there. Um, this is your first relationship and you're in your mid to late 20s. My first relationship, I was 14. Mm. Um, and so it's there's is so much to say. I just got done listening to an interview with an author. His name is something sass. He's like a senator. And he wrote a book called, whoops, he wrote a book called The Vanishing Adult or hmm. like The Vanishing American Adult or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the way that... Um, a younger generation walks through things like social media, online dating, um, and how the influence of the internet age and uh, socialization is changing the way we function in relationships and Mm -hmm. as adults and all these things. And so that was the first thing I thought of was like, oh, this is like, how do you do adult things? Mm -hmm. Because we don't know how. And there's so many sentences in here where it's like, uh, I I quickly quickly realized my... my, uh, boyfriend isn't perfect why did we think he was Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) like we need to let's start there Mm -hmm. nobody's perfect right because sometimes through culture or whatever family of origin we are acculturated to hey this if if i just do this then i'll have the perfect boyfriend Mm -hmm. girlfriend we'll have the perfect kids we'll have the perfect job or whatever and we do want to control and hold things tight Mm -hmm. and tend to make things black and white but the universe just isn't like that yeah right Mm -hmm. and it only sets us up for disappointment and um opposing thoughts Mm -hmm. well i thought it would be this way but it's not oh my goodness what should i what should i do and sometimes we internalize that and go what's wrong with me or what's wrong with the other person and Mm -hmm. then we kind of perpetuate being in not good relationships and not saying that this person is but that that um what is it called? Uh, 
cognitive dissonance uh-huh. between, oh, this relationship should be X, Y, Z. It's not, okay, what's wrong? Then we're holding two opposing thoughts at the same mm-hmm. time, and it's like two magnets repelling yeah, each well, other. And I think that's a really important thing to talk about, the cognitive dissonance, cognitive, cognitive dissonance side of that, because when we have the expectation, so just bear with me. This is going to sound real weird for a moment. Got it. When we are only consuming things we want to consume, mm-hmm. meaning I watch the shows that make me happy, I follow the Instagram accounts that make me feel good, I eat the food I like, I don't do anything hard ever, not once ever, why would I, right? And then we get in, into a relationship with another human and we go, in this quote, you're not silly enough. Mm. You're not funny enough for me. Mm-hmm. Why that's what he you, was saying to that's her. That's what he was saying to her. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you like the Instagrams that I follow? Mm. How come you don't serve me all mm. the time? Why don't you live how I think you should live, right? That's not actual healthy relationships. That's uh, weird expectations built from a pattern of constant consumption, mm-hmm. right? That we don't see that the world is a, is a two-way, it's not even a two-way street, it's a a billion way street. Right. And we don't realize that, um, that that is shaping what we think relationships should be. Oh, you should be here to serve all of my needs. Be funny when I want you to be funny. Don't be sad when I want you to be funny. That's mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm going to change the channel. I'm going to switch accounts. I'm going to do whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so there's so much to think about just in that conversation alone, where it's like you're, if, uh, and, that, and it's a super challenging thing for, I think, younger generations to to figure out because it's like relationships aren't meant to serve you. They're not like Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook mm-hmm. and whatever. I mean, I, I, those are two platforms that I know of. There's a bajillion and I don't have any clue what the other ones are. But right. You sometimes you give, sometimes you take. And on Instagram or all the instant things that we have, it's just like, what do I want to see? What type of stuff do I want to see? What do I want to read? What do yeah. I want to watch? Well, think about Fortnite. Very, what do I want my character curated, to look like? Right? I can't. I can't even play the game without a character. I want it to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. In Mario, you couldn't change his outfit unless you had a raccoon suit <laughs> or a. <laughs> but frog. you had to earn that, right? You had to, you had to earn to the, the raccoon suit. <laughs> so yeah, in a in a world of everything highly tailored and curated, which is good, which is a, a cool thing, mm-hmm. uh, relationships aren't supposed to be that way you know it's not like oh i can have melanie do what i want say what i want look how i want Mm -hmm. make what i want whenever that's just not a thing Mm -hmm. right and if i have that expectation then i only it's going to drive you nuts and then i will just be unhappy Mm -hmm. right so the the whole idea of the grass is always greener um it's always greener if you're looking for it to be greener oh yeah right i was listening to a thing this morning it's um it's that idea that I've been saying forever. We always find what we're looking for, yeah. you know, and what you focus on expands and these ideas, you know. So if we're just like, okay, I'm going to focus on being, what are you smiling for? You always find what you're looking for unless you're me at a beach looking for treasure your entire life. You just have to keep on looking. That's all. <laughs> I want to find treasure. <laughs> keep talking. You want to find treasure. I really oh boy. do. I know. I would love it if you did. I would It'd be too. so awesome. <laughs> I remember uh, your face when I surprised you with the engagement ring and you were like, I totally was I don't like know. a mixture of Seth found a ring on the beach. He found a ring on the beach. Oh, he's proposing. Yeah, it was, it was really <laughs> it awesome. It was really funny. Uh, but I do want to continue to say though that um, this idea of 
like perpetually looking for how a a relationship serves you. And I'm not exactly saying that the asker is saying this. Mm -hmm. I just want to talk about it in general is that that is like a baby saying, I only like mushy peas or applesauce. Don't give me a carrot. Mm -hmm. And that's like doing that forever and ever and ever. And if you can't allow some carrots in your life, you'll never be able to eat solid food and you'll be a baby forever. Like, and it's Mm -hmm. relationally, emotionally. We see this with our kids. Mm -hmm. Like, they only want certain things. They don't want to try new things. They want comfort, always. Mm -hmm. But when your standard of comfort is... You think, I mean, I need you to be exactly like I want you to be or mm-hmm, else, mm-hmm. oh, we can't date. But, okay, so that doesn't mean that you can have preferences. That doesn't mean you can have standards mm-hmm. and a code of conduct for which you choose to participate in a relationship with another person, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. They can't, or you prefer that they not treat you this way, that they aren't whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you can get very specific on those things. I did that before we dated. I yeah. was like, I think they Seth were... had a there list. Were, Six things, and it wasn't just like Say how's it, it going to serve me. It was. Um, it was that uh, you wanted me to. You wanted so he had a list for who he wanted to marry, meaning the, right. the, what that person was like, and it right. was their family eats meals together. The, it was. Yeah, that was one of them. Um, the other one was that uh, you wanted someone who was college educated. Yes. Um, I can't remember what the other ones were, like a redhead, super <laughs> hot. No, uh, that was just a loves after the treasure fight. in Indiana Jones. Um, I think, uh, geez, I think I have the list somewhere. Yeah, I think you do. But these ideas weren't, these ideas were indicative of other stuff, you Mm -hmm. know? And I was thinking about this a couple days ago. You know, like, I don't know if this is an urban legend or whatever, you know, but the singer, Ozzy Osbourne, right? So he always made his tour manager have a bowl of green M&Ms, right? Yeah. Right in the green room in the back before the show. Sure. So if if he knew that the green M&M bucket was there, like a new one every single night, then everything else would be taken care of because something as stupid and low priority um, as a full bucket of green M&Ms. Yeah. No, that's not the point. It's, it's like if that is there, would, yeah. then the rider is there, uh-huh. the the green room stuff, all the mics, the sound checks, all that stuff mm. is taken care of, right? Yeah. So my list was basically like, okay, I, I think a certain way. I live a certain way. This is my conduct or whatever. I would prefer to be married to be with someone who thinks in a similar mm-hmm. way. And holds similar values. I think you are actually talking about a value system as it's well. It's a value system. Like yeah. It you, wasn't like, oh, you got to wear your hair like this. No. And you can only wear, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Daisy Dukes. Because you are Southern. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Don't even just I won't. But I was like, why? That's, no. that's silly. Uh, but, but I think it's yeah. important to say that he is talking about a value system. He mm-hmm. wanted to have a shared value system. Someone who is college educated and wants to go to college on their own has a particular shared viewpoint right. and value system in life. Um, and so I think it's, that's what I want to kind of like point this question toward is not you know, we need to look at these things as adults. We need to look at these things like, yeah, relationships are hard. It's complicated. Mm-hmm. And people don't do what you want them to do all the time. And that's actually part of being in relationship with another human in general. It could be a coworker. It most certainly will be your child. Your children do not do what you want them to do all the time. And they're not nope. carbon copies of you. Well, maybe they are. And that's why it's a problem. Great. But um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I just want to, I love this question. I think it's such an important thing to talk about and to really complexly think about so thank you for sending that in Mm. hey tj what's up um (laughs) 
Okay, next question. The next question is actually a parenting question, but it relates so much to attachment as adults and all mm. these different things. So I'm okay. excited about it. All right, I'm going to read it fast. My husband and I parent differently. I was raised in a house on the go, family dinner, and most of our weekends were spent with family or at practice or a game. We spent a lot of time joking and only got spankings when we really stepped out of line. He was raised with family dinner at the table nightly to tough it up and got spanked for anything that was remotely out of line. Nothing is wrong with how we were raised, and for the most part we have found our common ground except when it comes to kids not feeling well or having emotional days he tends to brush off the complaining and tells me i'm raising babies he's literally so mean when he is sick and i take the kids and myself to my parents house as often as i can he is miserable to be around and his mom allowed him to yell back at him and talk when he was sick with a really filthy mouth no, and grouchy it say filthy i don't know i do not let my kids get away with that crap sorry you don't feel good but you still have manners if i rub their backs or cuddle them mainly our nine-year-old son i'm making them babies who can't toughen up when i got sick as a kid my mom would let us pick our food movies and would watch a movie with us if we asked it wasn't about needing to be tough but being a mama when we needed her i don't think my husband ever wanted his mom around so he doesn't understand that feeling if i'm being honest it's hard i don't want my kids to be miserable monsters to his future to their future spouses, and I'm sure my husband doesn't want them to be needy and so dependent on others to take care of them. He wants our kids to be independent and not needing anyone. Last night, this morning, I heard my nine-year-old sobbing in his room at 3 a.m. because his ears hurt so bad, but he didn't want to bother me. He sat in his room and cried. He, it woke me up, and I was able to take care of him, but my heart broke. He didn't want to bother me. I'm his mom. He's nine. I don't, ever him, I don't want him ever to feel like I'm a bother, and I think sometimes the imbalance of raising a man and having a son is so hard. How do you raise men when you have a little boy? How do you raise men when you have a little girl. My heart is still sad for him finding him crying alone in pain. Uh, yes. It says, how do you raise women when you have a little girl? Oh, sorry. Men. Okay. Um, this is an amazing question. Thank you for letting me share it. This was in the women's group, actually. Yeah, And I, I asked to... Sh- oh, you figured. <laughs> well, because I didn't oh, see Oh, because ladies talk about feelings. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, <laughs> but this was in the women's group, and I'm so thankful that you let me share it. So, but the... There's so many things to talk about in this because that pattern, like you're describing, your husband is really mean when he feels sick and he says, you're raising babies, right? Mm -hmm. All of those things are, for one, they are the family of origin now for your children. Mm -hmm. And two, they are creating the attachment style that your children will have relationally growing up. Mm-hmm. Right. So when your kids are older and have a boyfriend or a girlfriend and they're in a relationship, they're going to do those things. Right. They're going to see that that's an OK thing to do. And they're not necessarily they're going to repeat them directly, but they're going to be more prone to be like, toughen up. What? You're sick. Oh, I never had that when I was sick. Oh, right? right. So they're crying now wanting your affection and your love. But then when they're adults and they don't and they, they never actually got that affection and love, they're going to be like, what? What? You, uh, mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So there's so much to unpack in this because this is, and, and so I want to kind of transport everybody back in time to when they were nine years old and mm-hmm. when their ears hurt and when they were crying. What did mm-hmm. they want from their parents and why did they want it and why right. is it important? So let's talk about that. Yeah, I'm thinking about reparenting. What would it look like to uh, give your child? What would it be like for your current adult self to? know exactly what your nine-year-old self wanted and then to give that to him and it's kind of like it's it's a really awesome practice if you guys have heard me talk about it before but it's like you kind of separate your adult self to your kid self and your adult is talking to the kid and the kid is talking back Mm -hmm. and it's like really every time i've done it like even personally bawled my eyes out Mm -hmm. and then with other clients too 
bald yeah. their so eyes let's, out, which let's is Let's slow great. down right there and just talk about that a tiny bit more. So he's saying, imagine, let's, so let's all put ourselves back in time. Let's say we're 9, 10, 10 years old, whatever, mm-hmm. and we have fallen and hurt ourselves. We've scraped our knee. We are. We mm-hmm. have an ear infection. We we have something where we feel really distressed and in pain and we want someone to help us. Right. What? So then you can ask yourself, well, what really happened? Maybe dad wasn't, maybe dad was mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe mom was too busy with the other kids. Right. Whatever it is, then what did you, what would have actually made you feel better? Um, there's, a, there's this like three thing saying that uh, is really important in play therapy and with other therapies too. But it's, uh, I see you, I hear you, and I'm here for you mm-hmm. kind of thing. You know, okay. so in, whenever we like scrape our knee or fall or am embarrassed or need help or don't mm-hmm. know what to do, you want someone capable that you're attached to. Yeah. You know, I mean, this could be a teacher, an uncle, a mom a or neighbor, dad, or whoever a, yeah. is like, I see you, mm-hmm. I hear you, and I'm here for you. Yeah. Let me help. Yeah. You know? So let's then, so let's stay present for a moment right. in that space. You've you're injured, whatever it is. Put yourself in that space. Mm-hmm. You're a little kid. What are you wearing? Where are you at? I, I remember falling off my bike mm. horrifically on the gravel when I was 10 and just like my knee was like open so terribly mm-hmm. and my neighbor was really nice. So I, I, I needed someone to see, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, your knee is like exploded. It's disgusting and full mm-hmm. of gravel now, mm-hmm. right? And then she helped me. She carried me up. We had a, a bike. I had all these things. So what did you... What what do you feel? Who is there? What are they saying to you? What do you need them to say? Mm-hmm. What it, what would help you feel better? And it's probably not play any video game you want, right? It's not I'm going to make you a baby. No, it's right. I'm going to soothe the fact that you're in distress. Mm-hmm. You have an ear and infection. And acknowledge that you're yeah. hurting, right? Yes, not and brush it off. Also, there's this other thing um, that's in the upper limit book that I'm uh-huh. reading now leap. for the freaking third time is um you are not a burden. Yes. Like you hurting yourself, it does not stress me out right now. Yes. I am here to take care of you. You are not a burden on me. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. It's not like here's a thousand gallons of ice cream, here's five yeah. movies, and You'll here's, never have to have you know, a job. A hundred dollars. You know, it's not that. It's yeah. like your knee hurts. Yeah. I bet you that that really hurts. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. It's attunement. So, and the thing I think is so important about that is that those are the moments, and this is really important. I don't know, it's so important to understand this, that those are moments of stress and anxiety in a kid. When we're in pain, that is stress and anxiety, right? Right. Pain causes us to be in a state of anxiousness and and all these things. Mm -hmm. We have relationships that can soothe that anxiety. Mm -hmm. That's part of the function of a healthy relationship is I have... um, you put me at ease in a way. I'm not saying mm. I'm that you have to or that that's the only way I can find ease, but that's part of an amazing relationship. We hug, I feel better. That's part right. of the chemicals that a relationship produces. Mm. Parent, so, parental or mm-hmm. um, relational, like uh, married, right? Right. So getting back to the parenting question, I would tell your husband... I okay, so I really wasn't done with what I was saying. Oh, you so, weren't? No. Uh, and so why I'm saying that that is important is that establishing that those... Uh, so if your son is saying, I have an ear infection, I'm crying, here I am, and you uh, dismiss that, you say, don't be such a baby, mm. stop it, knock it off. Toughen up. Toughen up, right? Um, you are, in a sense, training them to shut off the relational part of their brain. Because mm-hmm. that's what we do when we are hurt. We reach out because that's how safety is built. That's how all those things are. We're wired that way. And when we push a kid away who is hurting, 
um, it it causes their brain to go, well, not that's not safe. Shut that part down, mm-hmm. which impacts all of their relationships moving forward. Be independent. Take mm-hmm. care of yourself. Don't and, be a bother. And I will say, you've had you've done that in our with our kids. You have too. You have. And I think it's, I've definitely done that with the kids when and, they were littler. Yeah, when they were littler, and because I was like so worried about doing the right thing, just like this husband is like, mm-hmm. oh, don't baby them, don't do this. And if I could go back, I would say things are absolutely one hundred percent okay. Mm-hmm. Like Melanie is generally doing. I mean, some of your stuff with family origin was goofy, like give them everything, blah blah. blah. I was like, ah, that's not helpful. But your inherent nurturing qualities as a mom i should have just been like yeah all day long you mm-hmm. know and not like oh toughen up you know it's like the freaking five years old yeah you know well, and I don't or think, nine or whatever i don't think that people also realize when they have children that are like four and five how mm-hmm. little they actually are right you feel like they're old enough to wipe their own butt right like, no there's like babies oftentimes we uh what's the word i'll make up a word we adultize kids and we think that they can handle more than Mm -hmm. they should Mm -hmm. that they can do more than they should Mm -hmm. and that they should know better yeah you know but when they're five years old they're just like my world is just they're they're egocentric is what it is you know and that's okay because you're a kid right Mm -hmm. and then you learn different developmental things Mm -hmm. and that comes in in time good morning adina and uh yeah I, i would say to the husband okay so how about this wife have a balanced view of stuff. Like if if you are too giving and too like, okay, I don't want to, you know, like I'm putting padding all around my kid, then uh, that's not good. The kid has to go through some hardship, you know, like uh, a tree that's been in the wind all its life is going to be much stronger than a tree in a nursery. And the first wind that comes over, it's going to blow the tree down. That's a great analogy. Right? I have a lot of those. <laughs> anyway, um, and dad, lighten up. Maybe your dad was a hard A on you all the time. And um, lighten up, soften up, because you're going to distress your kid out that eventually, later on, they're going to be like, okay, well, not a, yeah. not a cool space to be Let around. Let me say something that I think is really, really important to think about. Perhaps this is the pattern in the family of origin that your husband grew up in, not because his dad was like, yeah, I'm going to be so tough, I'm going to make my kids so mm-hmm. tough, but maybe because the dad didn't know how to sit with the emotions of the child. Right. And that's a very important thing to figure out because I think that that was what was happening with you is that yeah. the kid was crying and you're like, this stresses me out. I'm just going to tell him to stop. Right. And that, culturally, that'll be easier, right? culturally, <clears throat> In the South and just, I mean, the, the, the culture of masculinity in many cultures and like mm-hmm. uh, all over the all over the world, literally. Mm-hmm. African cultures, European cultures, all over the place. It's, oh, you got to be, you got to be, you know, this stoic person or whatever. And it, it's just not, it's not, it's not it's room. It. It's like, yeah. stunt your, don't do that. I don't like that. And so because the, the father doesn't like it, um, or I mean, moms can be like this too, but if, uh, you're you're requiring your child to stunt themselves. And that's mm-hmm. different than understanding and growing emotionally mm-hmm. and relationally and like all of those things. But having never even let your child see if that branch could grow into something mm-hmm. helpful is not great. You're saying, no, cut that one off. Right. Don't cry. Yeah. You're a baby. And it's fear-based too. It's <laughs> totally. like our parents, our fear as parents really can hold back kids and put them on a different trajectory altogether. Mm-hmm. You know, what are we afraid of, you mm-hmm. know? Are they going to die? You know, if if something 
if, if something happens, if they show emotion or whatever, no, uh-huh. we're going to learn. And like, you want to foster and like create that and cultivate that mm-hmm. within kids, just like a marriage. Yeah. Too, well, so. and it's another analogy that just came to mind is like the, the grace that we give a kid to do something physical, like learn how to ride a bike. Mm-hmm. Right. We, there's no, you can't make it go faster or not. It's just, they got to sit there and they got to walk slowly. Then they pedal, then they fall, then they pedal, mm-hmm. then they fall. Then they, right. And you don't, you don't go ride your freaking bike. Right. Right. You don't ever do that with something that's physical because mm-hmm. you know, it takes the coordination of all right. of these different moving mm-hmm. parts. At, balance. Least, at least not in the beginning. Right. But then like after, like I'm thinking of weightlifting, you know, then after you want to be like encouraged, like, come on, you got it. You know, mm-hmm. let's push, let's work hard. Let's, yeah, you know, I know, but I'm saying grit. people don't do that with the emotional parts of relationships. Yeah, you don't true. let your kid cry because you don't like it. That's like saying, don't fall off your bike. You just got on it. Put the bike away. Mm. Right? Yep, you are never letting your child learn to ride the sort of, to figure out their own emotional anything. Mm-hmm. Relational, emotional, what they do when they're sick, what they do when they're sad. You're cutting it off. Mm-hmm. And you're saying, put the freaking bike away. You can fall over. Right. It's like that guy in the apartments. He just said to his, I heard him say this to his kid. If you're not going to throw the ball right, don't throw it at all. Mm. I was like, oh, that's really nice, mm, right? So, cool. I mean, he's he's not their father. He's not very nice either. Mm. But um, but it's interesting to think of it that way. Right. That like we need to let our children test their emotional relational skills, especially when they're under distress. Mm-hmm. I have an ear infection. What do I do? And if they do it wrong fifteen times, mm-hmm. that's called learning. That's right. That is called learning. That's riding a bike, agree. all that stuff. So I'm so thankful that you let me ask that question. Good job. We gotta go. I gotta go get the oil changed in the car. Ooh, in Vandolph. In the van. And Tire I, li- pressure. I like your van because you like the van. I love my van. I know you do. You so hate I s- it, but I no, love it. No, I don't. I said that. So okay, here's the thing. Here's a caveat and, and thing. So in a Facebook page, some dude was like, Hey, what kind of van should we get? You know, blah blah blah. Uh, somebody has a Chrysler, my wife wants a town and country, but I've only heard bad things about them, right? And I wrote in and I wrote something negative. I was like, Melanie loves a town and country. I hate it. American cars suck, is what I said, right? And I was thinking about that. I was like, that is not life-giving whatsoever. No, it's not. I take that statement back and I should like the van because you like the van. And guess what? If we're talking about like positive energy and all this stuff, (laughs) this is going to sound woo-woo, but I don't care. If the van thinks I don't like it, (laughs) (laughs) then I'm only going to look for fault in the van and say, see that, blah, 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 this and this. And I really think that that matters. It does. I honestly do. Like, you know, you can speak to a plant, kind words and loving and play classical music to a plant. And like, there's been a million research studies that have done this, right? And then you speak like negativity and speak death and play like um, harsh, actually uh, rock, rock music to a plant. It withers and it does not thrive and it dies. So I think that everything is like that. Everything is vibrating on a frequency. I'm not woo woo, but I, I just. You are, that's okay. But even, yeah, that even is okay. the fact, like, so I want to comment on that really quickly because even the fact that you have historically said that Chryslers are terrible and that the van that I like the most is the dumbest one, mm-hmm. like that that has impacted me. I know. Like for years, because I'm like, I want an Astro van or I want a Chrysler town and country. Like those are the two vans I I want. I don't want anything else. If you bought me a new Odyssey, I would say, no, thank you. I would prefer a 1994 Astro van, right? With a bench seat in the center. (laughs) 
Um, but you're, you oh. were really like negative about it. And I know I was, but, and, and I think it's important because I think all of that stuff matters. Not that you have to agree with me on everything, but that the sure. sort of like the energy, again, I go back to Reiki healing. I, I'm interested in energy work <laughs> and the so, man needs to know you like it. <laughs> it's real. It's real. So, okay. You know, those like, oh, positive vibes only or like, you know, good, good thoughts, kind of like good vibes only. It's like for real so it really is I, and I texted you this thing today I was like we are only going to find the. we are only going to catch the kids doing something good today mm-hmm. even if they're doing something bad we're going to catch them doing something mm-hmm. good because what we look for we will freaking absolutely find yeah. and what we focus on grows mm-hmm. and that is one thing that has been the, the big deal with our kids lately we have to correct them a lot and yell at them a lot and you know, say, stop doing that. Stop. We're, like, there's too many stops and there's too many no's in our family right now. Right? So we're no, going... Not. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, <laughs> we're only going to catch them doing good. And don't be... Don't write in and be like, what? You got to correct kids? Duh. Of course we do. But we're going to try this out. No one said they were going to write in and say that's cynical king. Lord <laughs> cynical. <laughs> Lord business. Lord okay, business. I got to go. I got to go. I don't know. Yeah, you went off on thing. a tangent. I know, but, but it was important. So positive vibes only. We love you. Thank you for being here. Yes. Give and the tags. I got to go. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It's super helpful for people to find the show. And we'll read your review on the show. We love it. And we love y'all. And have an amazing day. Seth is, do- okay. Seth is doing lots of crazy things. Anyway, have a good day. We love you. Bye.